Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, dear listeners. Tonight, I welcome Aaron Marcus, who will show you innovative ways to get booked in acting and modeling jobs. Now, Aaron has been a full-time actor for over 33 years. Born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland, Aaron has made a career out of living in a non-major market, securing over 1,250 bookings to date. He has been cast in projects such as Irresistible, the ABC pilot Hearts of Life, House of Cards, Gotham, Mr. Robot, Rectify, Thespian, Halt and Catch Fire, Philomena, Law and Order, Criminal Intent, Fishbowl, Buck Run, AT&T, McDonald's, and Molson Beard, just to name a few. Now, you can even hire him as your personal coach if you go out there to HowToActAndModel.com. That's HowToActAndModel.com. And actually, he's running a promo right now. Um, it ends on March 13th. And Aaron is offering a 10% discount off of his training videos. Uh, and the promo code there is uh, 10% off. So I see that Aaron is on the board. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on the air. Aaron, welcome to the program. William, always nice to talk with you. All right. Likewise, likewise. Thanks for coming on the show again. Sure. All right, all right. So I want to start out and talk about what some ways actors can find work on their own. Sure. Well, there are there are a number of ways. Um, and, and by the way, this is something that I think actors should do, even if they have an agent. I think it's really important to uh, be proactive and not just sit by the phone and wait and hope that an agent is submitting you for a job. And so there are a number of things that you can do. One is if you are interested in trying to get commercial work, you know, whether that's TV commercials or radio spots, what I would do is, and this, once again, this is assuming that you've got the right materials, you have an effective headshot, and what I mean by effective, meaning that it's a headshot that clearly shows how you should be cast, um, it's, it's put into the right format, and there are all kinds of specific ingredients that go into that, but... Once you have that and your resume is also in the right format, you've got the right information there, then I would suggest that you start sending it to art and creative directors at local advertising agencies. And the creative director is the person who comes up with the concept for the TV commercial, and then the art director creates what's called a layout, which is a description of what the commercial is going to look like. And sometimes they'll put storyboards together. And what I would do is start sending your headshot and resume. 
and a great cover letter to the art and creative directors because sometimes they are the ones who decide which actor gets hired for the TV or radio spot. The same thing for commercial print if you're interested in doing that. I mean, sometimes it could be uh, the director, it could be the client, sometimes it's a combination of all those people. But um, you can get booked directly just by contacting them. I would also um, start sending information to all the local casting directors. You know, even if they don't contact you directly, some do, some don't. I mean, in, in most markets, the casting directors go through agents, but I can tell you in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia market, some of the casting directors just go straight to the actors. And even even if they do only go through agents, by you submitting your headshot and resume, and once again, a good cover letter, um, that might trigger something for them. And all of a sudden, have, having your face in front of them in that moment, they might be thinking, hey, you know what? This project just came up, and this person's perfect for it. Yeah, let me call the agent. So anyhow, those, those are just a couple of quick ideas for things that you can do to try to get work on your own. Yeah, that's, that, those are excellent ideas, Aaron. So what I wanted to talk about now was um, – when do you think an actor is too old to model? <laughs> I would say when you're uh, about six feet under. Um, unlike the fashion world, commercial models come in all ages. I've worked with infants, kids who are three months old. I've worked with people in their 80s and every age in between. And the fact of the matter, look, you know, will an 80-year-old have as many opportunities for commercial modeling work as a 35 or 25 or 40-year-old? No, not at all. But there's work out there. And especially in today's time period, I find that pharmaceutical work is still probably the highest paying work. Um, insurance companies, too, they still pay, but pharmaceuticals, they're, they're still putting out a pretty good amount of money for jobs. And, you know, part, part depending on the product, depending on what they're selling, you know, it might be to people in that age category. And quite often they need people in that age category to sell to other people in that age category. So, you know, look, it, it has nothing to do with your age as to whether you should, you know, stick around or not. It's really, are you interested in doing the work? You know, that that's what's important. And, and I guess even more important are you willing and interested in getting the right information? Because if you don't have the right information, and this is true for any age, you know, whether you're you know, 13 or, or whether you're 90, if you don't have the right information, it's going to make it really difficult to get work. And, I, and as you mentioned in, in the promo, um, I, I do set aside five days every month to work with uh, people privately online. And what I find is that there are so many people who are very discouraged. They want to drop out of the business. They're saying, ah, I'm just not getting any auditions. I can't get representation. I guess, you know, I'm not any good at this stuff. And the, the reality is a lot of times it's not their look. It's not their ability. They just don't have the knowledge to know either how to put together the right materials 
or when they have gone to auditions, they simply don't have the skills um, to to know how to give themselves their best chance of booking the job. And people just go in on instinct, which is, i be perfectly honest, that's what I did when I first got started because I didn't know better. And I spent years spinning my wheels, doing things by trial and error. And it was really until I started studying uh, with some really good people that that's, that's when I started booking better jobs. And I'm sure it wasn't a coincidence. So don't, don't worry about your age. Just, you know, make sure that you work hard at um, getting really good and making sure that you've got the right materials. Yeah, that, that's key. That's key. So, Aaron, I want to talk about uh, the next couple of questions center on money. And uh, the first question is about uh, good alternative jobs for actors. Sure. So there are there are a lot. And as a matter of fact, if people do go to my website, howtoactandmodel.com, um, if you just go to the store page, I have a, a really, really good video of, I think it's like 30 or 27 um, uh, really interesting jobs for actors. Let me toss out one of them uh, that people, most people are clueless about. So there is something called standardized patient work. And standardized patient work, it's really cool. Um, I, I, I did it once many, many, many years ago. Um, I know people who do this on a full-time basis. And what yeah. they do is they get hired by either local medical schools or teaching hospitals. And you will be given a when i say given given a disease you're not really given but you're it, it's a it's an acting job and you are to, you're going to be told right. what kind of disease you have what are your ailments um what kind of restrictions do you have where is your pain how long has it been there? i mean you'll know everything about this character and then if it's a med school they will bring in i think it's quite often it might be a fourth year med student who will do an exam and once again, it's not a crazy kind of exam, although I think you can, you get paid more, you can do things that are more invasive, but most of them, you know, you're just you yeah. know, sitting and, and they talk to you and they're asking you questions and it's all improv because you have no idea what they're going to ask. Now, you have all the information and it's really, it, it's, an, it's an amazing opportunity to work on your acting skills. It's got to be all believable. You can't sound like an actor. And what's also cool is at the end, you actually rate the doctor or the student and decide on did they ask the right questions, did they uh, follow up, were they paying attention, and and anyhow. So that's an incredible kind of job for actors. Um, You know, you can pick your own hours, and uh, you get paid by the hour. It's It's a pretty neat job. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've done it. And uh, one of the things that you have to do there is you have to remember what they asked you, and you also have to grade them at the end on the computer. It's a, it's a lot. It's very challenging. There's a lot of cases that are, some are gowned and some are ungowned. There's some cases where you're actually playing clothes, and there, it's more of an emotional component, more so than a, a physical component. So, 
Mm-hmm. It might center around uh, like an end of life scenario, or uh, it mm-hmm. might be some of them are like social art, um, uh, social work type cases. It, it, it gets it's very varied. Yeah. Yeah, I know people who, who do it all the time and really love it. You know, there, and there's another type of work, and it's very similar for uh, actors who get hired. It's called role-playing. And they get hired sometimes by law schools um, or and so basically it, it, they will be in a courtroom setting. And it gives students an opportunity to talk to jurors, and, you know, once again, you're given all the information. Maybe you're on the witness stand, and uh, it, it gives them a chance to practice. Once again, it's all improv, but people who do role-playing might also get hired by government agencies. Uh, it could be TSA. It could be some kind of emergency um, organization. It could be the FBI. It could be the CIA. It could be all different kinds of organizations. You could be a um, a threat. You know, maybe you are uh, a terrorist, and they will have FBI agents or you know people in training who will go through the process of interviewing you. And you know, once again, and and actually the other thing too is sometimes um, lawyers who are working on a big case they will hire role playing actors to get feedback. You know, they might do your op- the opening argument, and they want feedback from, from the actor. And for some of these, you can actually do it online. Sometimes you do it, you know, in, in, at the school or, you know. But um, anyhow, those are just a couple of really interesting kinds of alternative acting jobs that are much better than, uh, you know, waiting on tables and being a bartender. And it gives you a chance to work on your acting skills as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What What are some other alternative jobs? Uh, some other alternative jobs. You know, it could be anything from working at an event. There are people who will uh, do murder mystery kinds of jobs. Once again, it's all improv. Uh, you get an opportunity to work with other actors and and also a lot of times those things are weekend kind of jobs, so it normally wouldn't interfere with any auditions um, or jobs. Because typically, I mean, there are exceptions to the rule, but typically most most jobs are going to happen during the week. And you know, once again, it's a really nice way of getting paid to use your acting skills. Excellent, excellent. All right. So you know it's tax season, and uh, you know there's all kinds of deductions, and you know some actors have uh, LLCs, some don't, and there's different ways to approach taxes. So what are, what are some of the best practices you've uh, run into over the years on that? Sure. Well, probably the greatest thing is get a hold of a really good CPA. <laughs> That's the best advice yeah. <laughs> I can give you. Yeah. Um, because you know, as actors, um, it, it gets it can get very tricky, and uh, like my accountant always tells me that I have more W twos than anybody else. 
uh, that he works with, because most people work for one company, you know, and you come in with your right. W-2 and that's it. Well, I've got, you know, bringing tons of different W-2s from different companies. And, and, there, and there, you know, I wasn't really just being facetious about finding a good CPA. You want to find somebody who really understands your kind of work because there are some deductions that, that you absolutely can take, and there's some where you think that you might be able to take it, but it's not legal. Um, even things like, you know, I've heard some people say, and, and it's just not true, um, wardrobe. You know, so if you go out and buy a, uh, you know, a nice shirt uh, because you've got a shoot coming up and they need a nice, white, clean, crisp shirt, and you feel, well, it's for, it's for a film, um, I'm going to deduct it. Well, and once again, look, I'm not a CPA. I don't want to give out, um, you know, advice here. So I'm, I'm just going to disqualify myself. So always follow up and make sure. But this is what I've been told, that wardrobe is not deductible. You cannot deduct wardrobe, uh, whether you buy it for a specific shoot or not. The only, um, the only way that you can deduct wardrobe is if you purchase something that is so unique that you would never wear it anyplace else like if you're if you're working in you know Las Vegas and you've got like this crazy outfit with glitters and you know all that kind of stuff yeah that's not something you would wear anywhere else in the world so my understanding is yes that is something that you can deduct but if it's anything that can be worn in your real life, I've been told that you can't deduct it. And I personally, I never do because I look, I've done enough training films for the IRS to know that I don't want I don't want them asking me questions. And actually, you know what? <laughs> Let me just tell you. I'll tell you a really really quick thing uh, that I learned from uh, speaking to IRS agents who are you know always on these shoots. They said, if you ever get audited, a couple things to keep in mind. Number one, always try to have your accountant or CPA come in and talk for you. Try not to come in yourself. But if you do have to go in there, two things. One is only answer our question. And what I mean by that is, this guy was saying so many times it's kind of like being on a witness stand. You you're asked a question and then you just start rambling and you start talking about all kinds of different things that could get you into a lot of trouble. So answer the question and be quiet. Uh, the other yep. thing is he goes he said make things easy for us. He said he's had some people come in and dump garbage bags filled with with notes and receipts and they've said. All right, you want to audit me? Go figure it out. He said, don't do that because we're human, and if you piss us off, it's not going to be good for you. So uh, just a couple pieces of advice with tax season coming up. Awesome, awesome. Very good advice, very good. Okay, so we're going to make a right turn, and uh, I guess this is going to touch a little bit on, on contracts and legal type issues. So uh, your model, let's say, so what, what should a model look out for on a model release form? Yeah, great question. And, and once again, let me, let me just state it really clearly. I'm not an attorney, so I can't give you legal advice here. 
But this is what I teach in all of my in-person workshops or if I'm working with somebody online. When you get a model release form, and this is a legal document that you are going to be asked to sign at the end of every modeling job, you have to sign it. Uh, if, if you don't sign it, you could basically what it says in plain English is that you are giving the photographer permission to use your image. And that's fine. You know, they, they, they need your permission. Otherwise, you could be up on billboards, you know, across uh, North America. And if you don't like the way your eyes look, you can say, take it down. I didn't give you permission. And they would have to remove it. So you've got to sign the release form. But this is what you have to be careful of. You will find either these exact words or very similar words in every release form. And it's going to say that they have the right to use your image for any purpose and through any media whatsoever. Now, they can't. Either you or your agent negotiated a fee based on its usage, meaning is this being used in a newspaper, magazine, brochure, um, uh, or is it in a high-exposure format? Is it on billboards, posters, on the sides of buses, on the Internet, or on packages? If so, you should get a bonus. So whenever you find those words that it can be used for any purpose through any media, what I recommend is scratch those words out, literally scratch them out on the release form, write in there specifically how you had already negotiated this deal or your agent, and that's one of the many questions you have to ask your agent prior to going to the set. So if you know this is running in a newspaper, you write in there for newspaper only, you initial it, then you sign it at the bottom. And take a picture of the release form just so you have a record because it's just a one-page document and you do not get a copy. And that way, if you ever find this what was supposed to be a newspaper ad running in a high-exposure format, now you've got some legal recourse. Uh, now, just, just, to, just to finish that one off, twice in my life I've had a photographer – get very upset with me for making a change, and he starts saying it's a standard release, you can't make any changes, just as a suggestion, and hopefully that will never happen to you, but if it does, don't battle, don't explain it, don't say, hey, look, all I'm doing is just clarifying what the agent already negotiated with. I don't get into any of that. I'm a model in that situation. This is why I'm paying my agent a 20% commission fee. What I do is I blame it on the agent. I just say, look, my agent told me she would kill me if I signed this as is. Do me a favor. Call my agent. Whatever my agent wants me to do, I'll do. Let your agent handle it. And the agent's going to do one of two things. Either she will battle or he will battle with the photographer and say, what's the problem here? We already agreed on this. Or, and I've seen this happen too, where an agent, especially in a smaller market, might get a lot of work from one photographer, doesn't want to ruffle any feathers, and might say to the model, hey, just do me a favor, just sign it as is, don't worry, it's not going to be a problem. In which case, I, I would go along with the agent, I'm not happy about it, because I don't want to end up on a billboard, that could cut me out of work for any competing product in that area, or it could also cut me out of work uh, just because I get overexposed in a market. But I pick and choose my fights with agents very carefully, and I understand they're running a business, and I'd rather have a good relationship with the agent and continue to work than to create uh, a major problem that might not even arise you know, in the future. 
And, and by the way, yeah. if, if you guys want to know more about that, in my book, How to Become a Successful Actor and Model, which you can also find on my website or on Amazon, I've got a, a page just devoted to model release forms, explains the whole thing. You can see one, and it just walks you through that whole process. Because I know models who have lost thousands and thousands of dollars. They'll sign the model release form as is because they're told it's a standard release form, and all of a sudden this print ad ends up as a still picture on a TV commercial. You should have been paid for both the TV spot as well as the modeling job, but you just gave it away. So you got to take those things seriously. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Got to take control of your career. Be proactive. So, we're getting down near the end. So, um, what are some uh, common callback mistakes that actors make? Great question. So, um, one one is uh, it's not so much a mistake. Well, I guess it could be a mistake. Always wear the same wardrobe that you wore for the initial audition. Keep your hair the same way because they liked what they saw and give it to them again. Let them see that person again. I have heard of situations where actors want to show the, you know, the director, producers, writers at a callback. They've got such a wide range. They can do anything. They come in. They look very different. Uh, that's a big mistake. Once again, they liked what they saw. That's why they're calling you back. The other, and this is a huge mistake, once again, they want to show how talented they are, and they read it a completely different way at the callback because they want to let people know they've got such a wide range. Once again, they liked what they heard. Give it to them the same way. Now, look, we're not robots, and you can't just press a uh, rewind button and then play and do it the exact same way, but if you did your homework as an actor, you're going to know the choices that you make. You're going to know what you're trying to get out of the scene. And that's the way you want to go into it. And that's the time where if they want to uh, take you in another direction, they'll give you that information and then follow it. And, and just a little bit of a side note sometimes, and this is, holds true for the callback as well as for the initial audition, sometimes people take it personally or freak out a little bit if they are uh, given some additional information, asked to read it again, but play it differently. And sometimes people start thinking, oh, they, I guess they hated what I did. They don't, they don't think I'm any good. They're telling me to do it different. Look, they, they might have – apparently they really liked what you did. Otherwise, they wouldn't waste their time asking you to read it again. The other thing, too, is they might think what you initially read – that's exactly how we want it done. However, I just want to make sure that you can take directions and that you can make uh, different choices just because if you're on a set, and this happened to me a, a lot of times, where the director has a different idea on the set and we shot it you know, one way and then the director will come over, offer some other ideas. Let's try it this way this time just so the director has some choices. They want to make sure that you're not a one-trick pony. You are an actor, and you can um, make decisions and make it sound believable, you know, if, if that's needed. So make sure you read it the same way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so we got a, a bonus question here at the end. 
Uh, which market is hotter, do you think, New York City or Atlanta? <laughs> well, that's a tough one. Look, I think, I think there are still more. I think there's still more, more projects happening in New York, but um, I mean, like they're they're both really really good markets. I know there have been years where there have been more projects going on in Atlanta than in L.A. And then when they just changed the tax incentives in L.A., some of the shows in L- in Atlanta uh, went to Los Angeles. Um, but like they're, they're both really, really good markets. I can tell you one, one big difference is that for Atlanta, every audition that I do, um, these are all home auditions um, that I just submit online. For New York, yeah, as a matter of fact, I just auditioned for, for a, a Showtime show, um, and I wasn't able to make the audition, so I asked my agent if I could shoot the audition from home, and the casting director said yes. That's it's not the norm. I mean, sometimes they do, but in Atlanta, pretty much um, most of the auditions. I know a couple of casting directors that still really like to see people in person, but people, um, people, you can audition at home now. The only one thing to keep in mind: if you live in the you know Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, if you get a callback, you got to get down to Atlanta, and that's at your responsibility and your cost. And trying to book a last-minute flight is very, very expensive, and it's a pretty long drive uh, to get down there. Once again, all at your own expense. Chances are, at least the way I do it, I would never drive straight down there and then go into an audition because I would be dead. Uh, So I always stay over someplace the night before uh, on my way down. I might drive straight back home after uh, the callback, but... You just got to look. New York's not that close either, but it's you know it's almost three times as long to get down to to Atlanta. But look, it, it's still it's a great market. I shot a uh, NBC um, uh, a TV uh, TV show. It, it it never got picked up, um, unfortunately. And then I uh, shot the um, uh, John. Oh, uh, the guy from from the comedy. Uh, oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Uh, the comedy channel. Um, yes, oh, I can't believe it. Carlos Mencia. Oh, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm I'm drawing a blank. It'll come to me as soon as we as soon as we're done. Um, yeah. <laughs> but a, a, anyway, a, anyway. Um, John Stewart. Oh, my God. John Stewart, Stewart, he wrote and directed a feature film starring Steve Carell. Uh, It's called Irresistible. Mm -hmm. At least that's what it has been called. I'm assuming that's the name they'll keep. It will come out in May. At least that's the uh, the plan. Uh, That was all shot, Mm -hmm. uh, shot, cast in in Atlanta. I mean, they cast in L.A. and New York and Atlanta, but um, uh, I auditioned with the uh, Atlanta casting director, and uh, yeah, there's just there's there's a lot going on going on down in Atlanta. So it's a it's a great market. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Aaron. Well, I've really enjoyed our conversation tonight. You've given out some great information. 
Ah, you're really well. It's always a pleasure, and I uh, hope we uh, get a chance to talk and maybe even work together uh, sometime soon. Excellent, excellent. Okay, Aaron, man, have a great night. You too. See ya. Okay. okay well. Folks, remember to do something for your career every single day, and break a leg. Good night. How would you like to get the inside scoop on the secret sauce of show business? Imagine being ahead of the pack when it comes to knowing how to land that part you crave in that film, play, or TV program. Listen to the Inside Acting Radio Show hosted by William Powell, the king of D.C. media, at blogtalkradio.com. Search Inside Acting. Under the dark you pacify me Hold my breath Take me down, I won't fight Beat on my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my death Makes a sound no one can find I never met anyone like you Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.